0: The Kayfabe Crunch is festive thanks to Terror Tinsel. Sick of boring old barbed wire in your backyard wrestling matches? Want to feel a little more festive as you garrote your opponent? You need Terror Tinsel, 50 full feet of magical, sparkly, razor-sharp garland. Kill your opponents and keep the Christmas spirit alive. The Kayfabe Crunch
1: News. Rudolph, not on the mixer. Good news! This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020. I'm Levi Lion Salt. Coming up on today's edition, we have all the latest from Raw. Plus, for the matches at TLC, we hand out our infamous Diamond Ratings. Holiday Edition. But first... In grappling history, in 1997, Hollywood Hulk Hogan received a Christmas gift live on Nitro. It was his own severed head. Which, as the real Hulk Hogan was holding it, obviously it was a fake, It it was a dummy unlike The Fiend on Sunday, which was very real. And in 2014, Bray Wyatt defeated Dean Ambrose, who, in a Miracle on 34th Street Fight, which is, of course, a match where Mara Wilson and old Dickie Attenborough can legally be used as weapons. Thanks for hitting play on this candied news cane. Lick the crook. And taste the journalism. Oh, that's. Oh. And now let's get on with the quality Queen News. <laughs> Top story.
0: <laughs> the
1: Queen has returned.
0: I can't believe it.
1: Ah, I love Aladdin. Charlotte Flair returned at TLC, won the tag titles with Asuka, and then opened Raw, the Big Three. From a professional standpoint, it's great to see women back in the top story segment. Come to think of it, the entire gender hasn't opened raw for, well, well, not since Charlotte was last here, actually. Um, huh, let's not read too much into that. Charlotte asked the universe just what the Thunderdome would be like without the Queen. Given the quality of Raws in the PC versus Raws in the Dome, we're going to say very bad. She declared herself a champion at her core. Most people have a caramel centre, and that she'll always help out a friend in need, providing that something is in it for her. Just classic royalty. Flair then went on to praise Asuka, calling her the backbone of the women's division. I've always thought of her as something of the pelvis. You know, a solid foundation for the important stuff, plus the hip attack. As soon as Asuka entered the arena, Charlotte began to address the issues of the Raw Championship. But before the generous Asuka could offer her an opportunity for absolutely nothing, classic good guy, Jackson Baszler arrived on the scene. You know, Jackson Baszler should team up with Jackson Ryker to form the Jackson 2. The former champions stated they'd be handing out season's beatings to people on the naughty list. And the fact they can't see they'd be top of that very list after what they did to Lana just shows a complete lack of self-awareness. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, or sexy muscle friends as Asuka and Vince McMahon call them, entered the fray and demanded a match with the former champs. And then we actually got some solid women's tag action for the first time in months. Baszler tapped out Brooke for the win. And later in the night, Charlotte tapped out Peyton Royce when the champs were in tag team action. Look, variety. You see how you can make three hours just fly by if you have clear cut competitive divisions? Well, it it still didn't because it's three hours on a Monday night and me. And now it's time for your fast count, the flaming corpse in the ring of news.
0: Randy Orton has no regrets for what he did to The Fiend. No charges have been filed as of this morning, but then again, his only ally is a ghostly woman child on a swing set.
1: The Miz claims Morrison cashed in his briefcase, so he's entitled to have it back. Looking for non-existent loopholes in the legal system while crying about it on national television? Nope. Can't think where he gets his inspiration. To commemorate such a historic occasion, I've invited a photographer to, to record this digitally for eternity.
0: It's filmed in HD and broadcast to the world.
1: Riddle makes reference to various aspects of weed culture. The issue is he also mentioned Joe Rogan, who, despite being a smoker, is one of the least chill men on the entire planet. Wait, that applies to Riddle as well. Okay, okay, it checks out.
0: In two weeks, Raw presents Legends Night. 70-year-olds mingling in a pandemic means we may be seeing another on-screen death very soon.
1: Jackson Riker defeats Grand League. Huh, wonder why this monster of a man would target Latin X athletes.
0: McIntyre, Sheamus, and Lee just can't get along. Until they gang up on someone and beat the hell out of them. You know, like good guys do.
1: Alexa Bliss promises we'll see the fiend again. I don't know, maybe he's behind you right now. Let me Sorry, it, it is Halloween, and that's your fast count. You've
0: been counted out. He killed him. Yep.
1: Have you been good this year? You have? Oh, what's that coming down the chimney? Could it be? That's right, it's a massive sack of festive diamonds and they're all ready to be handed out to the matches from TLC. Who needs star ratings at Christmas time, when something much more festive, like diamonds, are available? Oh yeah, stars really are more festive. Yet another reason why the grappling ogler is more successful than us. First up, Drew McIntyre defended his WWE Championship in a TLC match against AJ Styles, and then later, The Miz. It was a classic TLC match, all about that sexy Scotsman overcoming the odds. You know, for some reason, it's, it's not very interesting when an American's doing it, but you put a Brit in that position, and you've got my attention. I don't know what that's about. Maybe I am a racist. Our crunch data scientists ran the numbers, and they gave this one a very seasonal... 25 diamonds. Next, Sasha Banks defeated Carmella to retain her SmackDown Championship. Excellent showing from both athletes here, with Carmella earning a 1.25 diamond multiplier for her new attitude. Because Mella is money, but it's important to remember that Mella is also diamond. It took a while, but our mathematicians eventually decided to carry the two here which was bold, but it is Christmas. So the crunch gives this 19.8972. Oh, that's my pin number, 461, diamonds. Then we saw the Hurt Business beat the New Day for the Raw Tag Titles. Now, diamond law states, according to a bill passed by the Crystal Senate last week, that there must be an additional four diamonds awarded to any title change. We actively campaigned against this ruling as we truly believe it could lead to a diamond inflation in the coming years. With that being said, and I'm sorry for getting political, this match comes out to an even 17 diamonds. But you and I, we know it's really 13. Now if we oscillate on over to the women's tag division, we see that Jackson Baszler lost their titles to Asuka and a returning Charlotte Flair. The last time we saw the Queen was in a title match against Asuka, where the two showed high levels of mutual respect and were friendly to each other for the first time in their careers. So we must award an additional 2.22 payoff diamonds. They're green, by the way on top of the reluctantly additional four diamonds for the title change, bringing this match rating to 20.22 diamonds. In our second TLC match of the night, Roman Reigns retained his Universal Championship against a valiant Kevin Owens. Truly a career moment for both men here. And our diamond stockbrokers, currently value table breaks at 0.89 diamonds per successful splinter. I know, quite a bit higher than this time last year, but that's a perfect example of the inflation we're talking about. What a clear-cut banger of a match. We're going up and over the line here, 31.67 diamonds. The final match of the night was the first ever Firefly, Inferno match. I mean, where to begin here? Obviously the homicide makes awarding diamonds rather tricky. As a society, should we reward murder with precious gems? Well, we essentially do that every day with capitalism, but uh, here at The Crunch, we've got ethics. While this was a spectacle and a real feast for the Retinas, we cannot, in all good conscience, give this any higher than a 6. Maybe a 6.66 just to really highlight where Orton is heading. And there you have it, the final Crunch Diamond Ratings of 2020. Your collection is complete. Please do remember to give an extra rummage in your stocking this Friday, as Santa has promised all wrestling fans a small handful of priceless diamonds. Well, at least the wrestling fans who have been good this year. Which it turns out none of us have. We all bitch, moan and complain at people who put on shows during a global pandemic. Every single one of us are on the naughty list for enjoying such a vacuous yet oddly sexy, spectacle. Fair enough, Santa. Fair enough. <laughs> and there's just time to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Due to the holidays, Issue 99 will be released between Christmas and New Year. And the final episode of the first collection of this ridiculous podcast will be available in the new year. So join us next Tuesday, when we'll ask, Did Biggie win the Intercontinental Championship? And if so, did he hump the belt while dressed as Santa? Please. And remember, you can support this podcast by mentioning it to a fellow wrestling fan. Probably not the one that also likes MMA, but the one that likes memes and sh. I don't know, it's it's pretty evident from the writing that I have absolutely no idea who the target demographic is. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. Your not-quite-daily, not-quite-news, bump for the world of professional wrestling. The
0: Kayfabe Crunch is festive thanks to Terror Tinsel. Now available with bonus glitter barbs. Terror Tinsel can stand up to 1,000 pounds of pressure, so don't hesitate to use it as ring ropes. Choose from gold, silver, or red to hide the inevitable spurts of liquid innards. Christmas isn't complete without the exceptional pain caused by Terror Tinsel. The k crunch.